Hi, my name is Dawn Jones, Communications Director for the City of Stillwater. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We are with Police Chief Jeff Watts, and we are going to discuss safe home, safe community. Of course, my co-host is Melissa Reams. Hi, everybody. Our Deputy City Manager, our producer, Michelle Charles, and our videographer, who you can't see is behind the camera, Eric Burrow. So thank you for joining us Mm -hmm. today. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This will be a great segment to talk about some things that are really important to our community. Absolutely. So let's just hit the ground running. And I'm going to ask this question. We live overall in a safe community, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yes. If you look back at over the statistical data for the last four to five years, not much has changed. You know, some certain crimes kind of ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. So you may have a year where you have more property theft than the year before. And then you may have a year where you have, uh, you know, more retail theft in in our businesses and stuff. But it's always highs and lows. And it always Mm -hmm. kind of tends to center back out over time. And it doesn't seem to be a notable increase over a period of time of Mm -hmm. anything. So we may see something that kind of pops up and gets everybody's attention because it's more newsworthy or it's uh, we're, you know, we're doing a lot better job of getting Mm -hmm. that information out to the public and being a lot more transparent and sometimes that kind of makes people think oh my gosh we've had a really big raise in in crime Mm -hmm. but it's it has nothing to do with that at all it's very very normal for for Stillwater city of 50,000 people people. with a lot of visitors coming and going we're you know we're overall a very safe community Mm -hmm. love that and we are the regional hub for so many different things so we have a lot of visitors that come in and we want our visitors to come frequently Mm -hmm. Uh, but overall we definitely have a safe community and just to touch on that with the increase uh, in transparency and communication efforts kudos to you and your leadership for doing that and for leading that we appreciate that so some of the alerts and the releases uh, that are being sent out those are maybe to bring awareness to avoid an area and other things like that what are some of those examples yeah so you know, recently we brought on Lieutenant Lau within the last couple mm-hmm. of years, and he's just been huge in our in our transparency and in our uh, community outreach and being more open and, and providing a lot more information to the public. Uh, what we what we really strive to do is to make sure that our public stays informed what's going mm-hmm. on, what we're doing. We want to be transparent, and I think Michelle had brought this up earlier. Is that a lot of times when something starts to evolve in Stillwater and, mm-hmm. and unravel then people get on social media and they make a lot of assumptions and they're listening to the scanner and they're only hearing bits and pieces and then they're putting out a lot of inaccurate information which causes a lot of our citizens to become really concerned about what's going on and so we work very hard to get the correct and factual information out in a very timely manner so that they can have a a source they can go to to get the, the true information mm-hmm. and not get sidetracked listening to people on social media who mean well, but mm-hmm. don't have all of the information. You know, we have literally boots on the ground out front that mm-hmm. know the accurate information and are feeding that back uh, to Lieutenant Lau right. and to our communications department here at the city. And then we're pushing all that information mm-hmm. out to make sure that we're given accurate information. <laughs> Sometimes I know there's a little bit of a delay in that. Mm-hmm. But it's the most important thing is the accuracy of the information, not how quick we can get it out. It doesn't do our public any good if we get something out and it's not accurate. Mm -hmm. However, we know that there's a balance there and we want to make sure that we get it out timely, Mm -hmm. but accurately. Mm -hmm. Well, and there may also be a situation where it is, uh, hey, we need you uh, to, to avoid the area 
we need to set the parameter for an investigation or something like that. Um, and so timeliness is important in so many different things, not only to get the information out, but also so the police can do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Correct? Absolutely. And, you know, and, and probably the things that most often affect us being able to do our job safely and keep our community safer are large accidents that tie mm -hmm. up, you know, the roadway, especially major roadways, right. Perkins Road and Highway 51 mm -hmm. and some of the other areas of town where we see a lot of traffic during especially during the end of the day and the beginning mm -hmm. of the day, we want to make sure that the public knows, hey, this area is blocked right. um, or it's going to be down for several hours. And when we when we get all that information out there, we're hoping that people are listening so that they can take alternate routes mm -hmm. and, and uh, avoid the areas. It makes it safer for the first responders who are there providing medical aid to the, to the police officers there who are working mm -hmm. the scene. And so we try to get that out quickly. And also we want, we want our public to be, we want to be that first source of information mm -hmm. they go to so Absolutely. that they know what's going on and they know accurately what, what we're trying to do. And, and then they can make their decisions as far as, Hey, where do I need to go mm -hmm. to not get caught up in this? And you know, it's, it's a busy town. So yeah, we want right. to make sure that we get that out quickly. But the, but the timing of those announcements can be uh, critical too can't they to apprehending the bad guys? Yeah, absolutely. So if we have, you know, a, a a crime going on, for example, right. and we've got some some person who has fled from the police or committed a crime and is and is on the move. Mm -hmm. We want to get that information out there because you know we we'll have officers out there, but every citizen who knows what's going on and has that information is another set of eyes that can that can call nine one one. Well, and from the flip side, though, doesn't that give the the um, offender maybe a head start or a jump on you if they know in a in a less strategic way? where you are going to be, they may get out and get away from you. So there, there is a timing here and a strategy to how you release the information, isn't there? Yeah, on certain types of events, you know, anytime we have uh, a situation where maybe we have a barricaded person mm -hmm. or we have a violent offender that we have contained in a certain area, we're going to want to hold that information close to us because we don't want them knowing where our officers are. Right, we don't want to put them in undue risk, obviously. And so, yeah, that's a good point that we would also... We use it for both both directions, and sometimes we want to wait till an event is under control mm -hmm. before we start putting information out because we don't want people, you know. Unfortunately, you have people who say, "Hey, there's a there's a major event going on and a lot of excitement. We want to go see." Yeah. And so, bringing a lot of unnecessary people into the scene of an active event can create danger for everybody involved. Right. Exactly, and because then our police force becomes responsible not only for yeah. Our officers, but then for the looky loos that are there that are that that are in harm's way, whether they realize it or not. Yeah, absolutely. So and, and it takes their attention away from what they're supposed to be doing. Right. You know, if right. you're looking for somebody who's committed a violent crime and you have to turn all of your attention to all this traffic that is mm -hmm. now backing up and people are honking and trying to drive around each other and and, and you know, can also cause problems for your other emergency responders that you need to get in there and help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. scenes of fires are, are really oh, good bad. Yeah, example yeah. of that where we've got, you know, the hoses all across the roadway and you have people that drive up and drive over, <laughs> you know, the fire hose. Right. Well, it's kind of an important. I, I even uh, had a hard that. time yeah, driving over that. the hose <laughs> at the Sonic the other day because I knew that would shut his water off. But I, I hope that gives a, our, our viewers some perspective of it's not that we're we're trying to withhold information from the public, but but 
our public safety people are trying to balance their job with this need for transparency. And it, and the two things don't always marry up in the exact timing that the public might like for them to. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand. Uh, we want to make sure that information is accurate. And mm-hmm. so a really good example of that was the recent call of the hoax of an active shooter mm-hmm. at one of the schools. Yes. Well, if we immediately started blasting out active shooter at the school, just imagine what kind of chaos and panic that would have caused. I mean, it, it could have been catastrophic. You have people having high-speed accidents trying to get to, get to a school where their loved ones are at. You have people rushing in thinking they're going to help. And, and it was a hoax. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that, you know, like in those situations, that we get, we get the facts. Right. And then we put it out. Yeah, and so, I mean, you could look at that and say, well, why didn't we get that information immediately? Well, because it wasn't. We wasn't confirmed yet. Right. You know, and we want to make sure that we're getting accurate information out there so that when a person hears, hey, that an active shooter call, but it was a hoax, mm-hmm. that makes it a lot better than we have an active shooter call. We'll give you more information. Right. Just very strategic on the message and the timing of it. Absolutely. Well, and another thing that comes up a lot of times is identifications. People will be wanting to know who was involved in an accident, if, if somebody seriously hurt, what, you know, what happened in the accident and a lot of times y'all are still investigating that and you have people who need to be notified before the general public that's starts a, learning that's these a fact things. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's that's yeah. a really good point because we have had fatality accidents before where the the family found out from social media oh, gosh. that their loved one had been killed in an accident and that we never want that no. you know and if that information is getting put out there before we have a chance to, to get to the family and bring bring in support personnel and and I mean it's a it's a it's a tragic moment in their lives and and we need to do everything we can mm-hmm. and call in all our resources to to help with that mm-hmm. but just imagine if they misidentify the person that's right you that know would be horrible. because because the, the accurate information wasn't put out there and then you've got somebody getting that death notification by social media and it turned out it was the wrong. Right. And just person. imagine if it is your family members, your loved one, your friend. So we always have to view it from that perspective, too. Uh, so the information going out, the increased information, we still live in a safe community. Uh, but when the information is released, uh, we want to make sure it's accurate and timely with what you guys are dealing with. Absolutely. So that you can do your job. Yeah. And if we back up and, you know, we kind of right. just initially start talking about how our community safety and whether yes. or not. It has changed and you know i mean every year you just have things different trends and, and we work through those but we sit down every year we go through our, our public safety stats for the year and we look at what we had last year what do we have this year and we adjust to that right if we're seeing an, uh, an increase in in theft in neighborhoods and we up our patrols there right. we're seeing an increase in in crashes because people run running red lights and we we focus more on traffic if we mm-hmm. see an increase in drunk driving accidents and we we focus there you know mm-hmm. so we we are constantly responding to what is what is happening in our community to make it safer. And then next year, we, we look as we go throughout the year, and as, as those stats change and we see rises and right. ebbs and flows, we are, we are constantly responding to that. And so we try to keep that information and, you know, we try to get that information out to the public. So, hey, this is avoid this area. Hey, we're having this problem. You know, this is this is an issue we're dealing with. And sometimes it can appear as, oh, my gosh, where did all this come from? We never had this before. Well, we never had a public information, a dedicated public information officer, and now we do. So we're being a lot more transparent, putting out a lot more information. And now that we have the communications department that we work hand in hand with, we have 
two to three times as many resources pushing yeah. that information out where before we had, you know, a, a Captain Gibbs, that was a double duty for him. Yeah. He had his day job. And then when he could, he, he tried to get the he, information yeah. out. But when you have somebody dedicated to that, you're going to get a lot hey, more. Teamwork makes the dream work. It does. But kudos to your leadership and oh, to you. Melissa's leadership and Norman's for uh, allowing us to to do this and, and trusting the vision and, and leading and being innovative with all of this. Kudos to you. Just from my standpoint, this is something we've been building for a while and yeah. I really appreciate it. And I know that our community does with the increased transparency and information. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you have some of the best men and women serving for you uh, in your your police force. You yeah, really I, do. I'm very proud of the work they do. You know, it's almost daily that as the chief, I get what we call end of shift briefings. So I kind of get the highlights that went on that shift, not everything, but kind of the more notable things. And it's, it's just amazes me how often our folks go above and beyond what we right. ask of them. Yeah. And they do things that, you know, even, even we don't put out to the general public. It's just becomes so common for them to do really amazing things mm-hmm. that it almost seems the norm. And so it gets harder and harder for it to exactly to, to really kind of surprise you because that's just the norm thing. That's you know, who they changing, are as people. Changing, mm-hmm. changing a tire on somebody's car in 105 degree weather, that's the norm. Buying a you bicycle. Know, buying a buy bicycle yeah. or a kid who got his stuff stolen. It, that's, and, you know, those officers, are, they don't do it for the recognition. No. They do it because that's they're part of this community right. and, and their heart calls them mm-hmm. to serve their fellow man. And, and so they go above and beyond because that's, that's what they're meant to do. Yes. You know, I think that's one thing that people kind of forget a lot of times when they look at the different institutions that serve them. Mm-hmm. When you look at people who work in city government, when you look at people who work in law enforcement, the fire department, the, the various agencies, you know, whether they're people you enjoy interacting with or not, whether it's always a great uh, circumstance when you have to come in contact with them. These are people who live in your community. Mm-hmm. These are people who have lives and families, families here yep. yeah. and who have an investment yeah, in, this, yeah. in this place where we all live. And yeah. I think people, it helps to remember that. Sure. I agree. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about that earlier. I was talking with some other uh, folks in the city and, you know, I've got my kids play sports. And so we're, you know, we're at the baseball games, we're at the football games, we're on the sidelines, we're, we're just everyday people like you and me, you know, we're just all the same, but we're all in this together. Our, our, we just have the honor of being able to provide an additional service to the city. That's our full-time job, you know, is, is taking care of, of our community where other folks, you know, they have a full-time job and then they get to help with the community during their off time. Ours is all the time. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, and so let's talk just a little bit about some of the great collaboration that you have uh, with other safety entities. This is a, a teamwork makes a dream work for Stillwater and Payne County overall. Yeah, so the one thing that I, I will say is, you know, uh, in 2015, I went to the FBI's National Academy and just kind of a quick overview of what that is. That's leaders get selected from around the world. Uh, any nation that is friendly with America gets an opportunity to send law enforcement personnel to the, mm-hmm. to the FBI National Academy. And it's a leadership training program that's about 11 weeks long. So you're in Quantico, Virginia for 11 weeks at the FBI's headquarters down there training. So it's pretty, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But your class is made up of 250 to 275 leaders from all throughout the world. So you meet people from everywhere from New York City to Australia, England, I mean, just all over the world. And you get to talk about public safety and interaction with other public safety. And the one thing that I find over and over and over again, 
that we are an extremely rare community. Mm -hmm. Very few communities do all of the law enforcement and public safety entities all work so well. Yeah. Usually there's some kind of strife between the fire department, the police department, or the police department, the sheriff's right. department, or the, or the law enforcement, uh, the, the local law enforcement, and maybe like OSU or some, you know, some kind of college. That is not the case here. And so when, when we start talking about how our collaboration mm -hmm. is, it is, it really kind of surprised people. You know, I was talking to all these agencies and they're like, so y'all get along well with the highway patrol? and the sheriff's office and the local, you know, college yeah. police and the fire department and just the list goes on like, yeah, we, we don't have a negative relationship with any of our public safety partners. Right. We all have the same goals, you know, I was yeah. sitting down with the sheriff this morning and we were talking about collaborating, collaborating on a variety of different topics. Mm -hmm. And it just, that's how we do. We're just like, we're, we're friends and we're coworkers and we all pull together for the mm -hmm. same mission. That's right. And, well, and it's pretty great that you guys do that. And I have been fortunate enough to sit in some of those meetings and uh, I'm just in awe of the collaboration and how you all work together to mitigate uh, potential risk, um, whether we're talking about a homecoming walk around and parade to other large events, Special Olympics, um, to a holiday parade and just all of the things. Yeah, so. I think walk around is probably our biggest showcase of public safety working together. If you, you know, Absolutely. When you, when you come down to uh, the command post, you see every mm -hmm. public safety entity in this area mm -hmm. all working together. And they're not they're not just working side by side. They're working together. Yeah. You know, you have the sheriff's department teamed up right. with Stillwater and you have the fire department. I mean, we're just because we all have that same same goal, that same mentality. Right. This right. is our community, and we all pull together. We can provide a better service. Well, in Stillwater too. I mean, we're we're a small city, mm -hmm. but our population effectively doubles quite a few times a year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's got to take everybody just to respond to something like that. I would think you all would have to work very closely together in a situation like that. I mean, what 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 do you have to do to prepare for that type of a thing? Not every community has to do that. Yeah. It, and it is kind of a unique situation because we're we're big enough to have big city problems, but maybe small enough that we need help from from other entities to handle when bigger mm -hmm. things blow. And it's the same with the sheriff's office. And so we work together all the time to make sure that we're prepared to respond to any type of event and support each other. Mm -hmm. And the same with the fire department, the same with OSU. You know, any we have in our in our current radio system, and you know, we're getting ready to upgrade. And now that the sheriff's office mm -hmm. looks like they're That's moving forward with exactly. that same radio system, yeah. it will make things ten times better because now we can all literally go to one channel, and mm -hmm. all of us, I can talk to a deputy, I can talk to somebody yeah. from yep. from any agency that is on that that system and has has that working power we can we can leverage all that together there is no more hey i need you to call your people and tell them this right. I need you to call your folks and tell them this. you'll and have the tools to do yeah, your literally, job we right. turn it over and i can talk to that's all right them. yeah it's right. just it this is probably one of the biggest leaps forward that's right in public safety in my 31 years here love it so no well, more juggling radios and using cell phones and right and or, to try or to not talk to even everybody. being able to talk to because there's talk buildings to you can mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and there's penetrate. times that that the radios aren't aren't able to interface right. with each other. Yeah. You know, we we were out on a manhunt recently, and 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 there was a glitch, mm -hmm. and the county radio was overriding our our public safety oh radio of the of the SWAT team guys, and we it took us a while to work it out because again we're working on all these different systems. We're trying to make them work together, and 
you know, you can only put so many plugins in one socket right. before something has to get unplugged yeah. and something else has to get plugged in. Well, so just to, to sum it up real quick, because we're running out of time, but I do want to touch on this. Uh, the emergency, if you have a non-emergency, uh, instead of, uh, you know, see something, say something, if you have a non-emergency, you have a question about something, feel free to contact 405-372-4171 for emergency, still the same old, what we've all learned when we were little, call 911, but a new feature is... Yeah, the text to 911. And so that go. has been around for a little while. It's been around for about two years now. But you can text 911 and it will connect you with a with a, with a dispatch operator uh, via text. And they can tech, they can type right back to you. But nothing beats being on, on the phone the where they can ask right. questions and all that. But you may not be able to. Yeah, you may right. be in a situation to where you're, you're fearful for your safety and you're yeah. trying to remain hidden or remain, you know, silent. And so you can sit and text and just con converse that way. Yeah. Or maybe you can't call because... There's, it's too loud, too much crowd noise or something, and you need to get that information out. Just text to 911, and, and then you'll get an immediate response. Yeah. Those are great examples. Yeah. Well, we could go on and on, and we need to have him back. I, I think so, too, because there's so many things that we didn't talk about today, initiatives that our public safety and yes. our first responders have enacted that do make Stillwater such a safe community. Okay, so you have to come back. Yeah, okay. absolutely. You have to come back and join us because right. I feel be like we were like speeding invite. and we didn't, there's so many other things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Chief Watts, for yeah. all that you do. Thank yeah. you for being here with us. And thank you all for joining us today. And just remember, together, we are investing in municipal excellence. Thanks again.